Hey, praise God. And so what people don't understand, we think that that scripture was just for the married people. No, let me remind you, you are married to Christ. And so that scripture applies to everybody. And what we must understand is this. You know, the governor of the wedding, if you read, if you read the scripture properly, you would, you would find out from his tone. Yes, I know some people are wondering, why would he tell me to read about or find out, discern his tone? Look, sometimes the heart speaks through the eyes of people. And as God's children, if we're going to be effective in ministry, we have to go outside our comfort zone and learn to interpret things from people's body languages. In fact, let me tell you something. When the enemy wants to attack, he doesn't come attacking with physical words. Yes, there are always red flags. You know, and God shows you body languages of certain persons you ought to put in the place of prayer to, 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 to counter certain, certain events in your life. That's why Paul will say that we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. The devices of the enemy, they are not physical. They are not the, they are not the swords and the knives. No. So you need to understand that. If they are not physical, then what are they? They are emotional sometimes. Sometimes they are body languaged. But we don't know because we don't want to go the extra mile. Well, let me come back to it. If you read that scripture, the governor obviously was not in that wedding. I'm almost certain that it was just a conversation between Jesus, the waiter, and his mother. The waiters and his mother. Now, let me paint this scenario well. When you're in your wedding, your wedding planners would not want to let the people know that food, drinks, and wines are finished. Am I right? Good. So there was no way the governor of the wedding would have been made to know that that had, that had happened in the wedding. So it was a secret conversation between probably one of the waiters, one of the organizers, the event planner, and Jesus. Like, can you help us do this? We need to do this. I'm just trying to paint the picture of what happened there. Because the governor came and said when he drank the other the, the wine that Jesus made. And he said something. He said, people drink the best of wines. Why is it that when we all got drunk, that's when you people brought the best of wines? And if I were the one, you know what I would do? Some persons may have just walked home that day. Yes, because they were drunk in wine. The wise ones would probably have gone to get barrels, wine skins, you know, to pour that wine. I'm sure the waiters would have done that. Wow. Like this wine is from Jesus. Then we need to take it home. We need to take it home. But I don't know why a lot of times we think that that scripture refers to just married people. No, it's not. Let me remind you, you are married to Jesus. Bible says that we are the bride of Christ. 
And so every day he's staying in the place of prayer. He's interceding for us. He's ensuring that we get closer to God so that we are perfect on the day when God returns for his bride. So even as a Christian, you cannot sustain your work with God with the wine that you got yesterday or you produced yesterday. That's the picture, that's the message Jesus was trying to paint to us here. That you cannot sustain your relationship with him with the wine that was produced yesterday. You cannot. You have to constantly stay in God's presence because the times are changing. God's ways are changing. Yes, the same stake where the serpent was hung for the children of Israel to get healed when they were beaten on their way to the promised land. It became an idol. God commanded it, its existence. But at some point, God also told them to do what? To destroy it. Why? Because it was becoming an idol. So sometimes, the things and the information God gives you, for now, may not go. Because times are changing. God is smart. He's wise. He's smart. He's wise. So we need to follow his trend and not the trend of the world. The trend of the world is changing. And so also, truth doesn't change. But God's trend changes. Now let me explain what that means. If you look at fashion, majority of the things, Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing that is now that wasn't before. It's a trend. It's a cycle. It goes and it comes back. But it comes back in a different light. But the root of it is sin. Truth doesn't change. God changes his methods. He changes his trends. But he doesn't change truth. No way. So we must get that. 